Indianapolis Colts, that's what we're going to do. We're also going to talk about the Indiana Pacers. Two former Pacers snapped up by the Brooklyn Nets. That's interesting stuff. Will Miles Turner and Buddy Heald be dealt to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook? Interesting question, but we're going to start with a Q&A about the Indianapolis Colts. This morning, I talked about Matt Ryan again because there is no Indianapolis Colts player more demonstrably impactful for the Colts than Matt Ryan. And I got a comment from somebody that said, hey, yeah, you've talked about this before. You know what? You're right. I have talked about it before because there's nothing more important. So I said, what is it you'd like to hear about? People have responded, and so I'm going to answer those questions, and I can't wait to do it. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. For Tuesday, July 5th, 2022, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You got a plumbing problem? They got a plumbing solution. This is how it works. It's like a shoulder joint. You got the bone, the uh, this thing, the humerus, right up there into the clavicle. Whack! Problem solved. Plumbing problem solved. I got a little bit into anatomy. I lost myself for a minute. I've recovered. I found my way back. Hit the subscribe button. Ring the bell. Hit the like button. We are looking for 172 likes this afternoon. If we get to 172 likes, a prize may be awarded to one of you lucky viewers. All right, let's do the Q&A, and then we're going to talk about Miles and Buddy. We're also going to talk about the Pacers Summer League team. Been down at practices. Was at practice today. Saw some interesting things. I'll tell you what they were in just a little bit. All right, here is question number one, and thanks for submitting the questions. I couldn't be happier with them. Uh, why won't the Colts negotiate an extension for Pro Bowl quarterback Kenny Moore? He's a slot corner, but that's got nothing to do with the reason why they're not going to negotiate an extension for Kenny Moore. Here is the reason. He is signed through 2024. Also signed through 2024 are, uh, well, it, the contract ends in 2024. All right, so this year, next year. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, and Matt Ryan. So if you're going to extend Kenny Moore and Jonathan Taylor walks into your office and says, hey, come on, what are we doing? Who's the best running back in the NFL, Chris Ballard? And Michael Pittman says, hey, come on. Who is the guy, the A-plus receiver for this team? Chris Ballard says, uh, I'm sorry, boys. We had to extend a slot corner so we can't extend you? There's no chance that that happens. There's no way Kenny Moore jumps to the head of the line, you know, in front of Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman Jr. There's just no chance of that happening. Or Matt Ryan, for God's sake. I know this year and next year, we don't know what's going to happen in the third year that he would be a Colts quarterback. He's 37 years old. We don't know what he's bringing to the party, but we sure as hell are not going to paint ourselves into a corner. And by we, I mean Chris Ballard, by extending a slot corner and then pissing off everybody else whose deal expires after this year and next year. Not going to happen. Uh, question. Will Quentin Nelson sign an extension prior to the camp? What if he doesn't? I believe he's going to sign an extension prior to the camp. The first media 
availability is three weeks from today. I believe that that extension will be signed prior to that. If not, what I would do if I were Quentin Nelson, and I believe this would be with a tacit approval of the Colts front office, is sit until it's done. Don't risk any kind of crazy-ass injury. What happened last year? He had the foot injury, right? And missed almost all of camp immediately after Carson Wentz had his foot injury. Almost the same deal. You don't want that to get in the way of making your money. Quentin Nelson, this is going to be his fifth season. At the position he plays, maybe he makes it to 12. That would be unbelievable. If he makes it to 12 years, that would be awesome for him. He would make a lot of money. But you never know from one game to the next whether this game is going to be your last. And if you're on the field during training camp, as your agent is negotiating an extension and you suffer some kind of debilitating injury, the owner of the Colts, Jim say the general manager, Chris Ballard, they are not going to get in their own way. They are not going to stand between themselves and winning to be righteous with a guard who was due a whole lot of money. They're just not going to do it. He should sit. The Colts will approve him sitting. Cabin, I'm having a great day. Thank you very much. By the way, not you necessarily, Cabin. But if you want to donate, hit the thanks button. Let's go. Prime the pump is what we say. Uh, why do you hate Carson Wentz? This is a question that I get asked quite often. I have no hate for Carson Wentz. I hope he thrives in Washington. I hope he leads Washington and Ron Rivera to a bunch of victories. I hope he throws 130 completions to Terry McLaurin at Cathedral High School. I hope he does really well. He's not a quarterback. I enjoyed watching play for the Colts. I am glad he is no longer the quarterback for the Colts. That doesn't mean I hate him. you got to be able to separate those two things. Fan stuff, right? Oh, I hate him. You know what? That happens. Like yesterday. I, it's, it's, how about Sunday for the Cubs? Watching the Cubs play. And you see a guy lose a pop-up in the sun playing second base. He's been terrific this year as a rookie loses the ball in the sun, no sunglasses, and then doesn't put sunglasses on afterward. I didn't like it. I hate him. But I don't really hate the person. I hate the athletic activity that failed. Yesterday, I hated watching David Robertson walk the tying run-in in the bottom of the ninth against the Cubs after Suzuki races around the bags for an inside-the-park home run in the top of the ninth. I hated to see that. I don't hate the guy, right? Matt Eberflus. I don't hate Matt Eberflus. I like Matt Eberflus. I think he's a hell of a nice guy. Asked him a bunch of questions and media availabilities. Like him a lot. Bears fans are going to hate him. They're going to be able to stand him. But I don't hate Eberflus. I dislike the McCaskey family for the utter indifference they show to Bears fans up in Chicago. A fan base unbelievably loyal who deserves so much better in terms of ownership. Virginia McCaskey, old, right? George McCaskey, whatever. Grandson of the great George Hallis. George Hallis was really the last executive running the Bears as an owner who was worth a damn whatsoever. Back in the early 80s, came back to run stuff at the age of like 88. Did a fantastic job. Since then, all downhill. All right, uh, can the Colts win the Super Bowl? Sure, anybody can win the Super Bowl. What the hell? The Lions can win the Super Bowl. They just got to get really, really lucky. 
make the playoffs, then get lucky in the playoffs. But the Colts, here's the thing about the Colts. They got a pretty good defense. They got a defense good enough to win a Super Bowl if the offense was good enough to carry him. They've got an offense good enough to win a Super Bowl if they had a defense that was good enough to carry him. Sadly, neither side of the football is good enough to carry him. So I think it's going to be kind of a tough putt. Um, You look at other teams, look at what the Buccaneers did, right? They went out and got Gage, okay? They had Williams, they had Godwin, they went out and got uh, Gage, who used to be a target for Matt Ryan. Look at the Bengals, what they did. They got Boyd, they uh, drafted then Higgins, and they drafted Chase. They've got three really good wide receivers. What the Colts have, they've got Pittman, they've got Pierce, and they got Paris. And we don't know how many of those guys are going to be able to finish the season healthy. That's the thing about the Colts that makes you think, eh, you're going to take some breaks to get there for the Colts. But you look at the Bengals, what, the Bengals came back from the dead in 2020. They went to the Super Bowl last year. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, Question, how important is a good start? It's critical. If you lose the first two games, bye-bye. It's going to be a long fall. If you travel to Houston, the worst team in the NFL, as it looks to be on paper, and then you go to Jacksonville, they had the number one draft pick for the second year in a row. So they aren't any damn good either, right? You go 0-2 against those two teams, who are you going to win against? That's the question. Because the following two weeks, you got the Chiefs and the Titans, right? They are both expected to be much better than the first two opponents. Now those uh, that third and fourth game, those both those games are going to be at Lucas Oil Stadium. So they, you got that going for you. If you can win the first two, you got a shot, baby, and that's all you can hope for. Um, a weakness, yeah, wide receiver. Sadly, Pittman's good. If Campbell's healthy, good. Pierce has got to prove himself. But looking at it in the abstract, that's the area of weakness. Could wind up not being a weakness. All right, Miles Turner, Indiana Pacers. Miles Turner's still under contract for one year at $18 million. Buddy Heald under contract for uh, next season at $21.2 million. Is it potentially possible, if the Lakers can't get their hands on Kyrie Irving, that the Lakers would deal Russell Westbrook for Heald and Turner? They could, but the Pacers won't do it. Why? Because it makes no sense. Why would the Pacers do such a thing? To bring on board Westbrook, who last year, not a bad year, 18.5 points per game, 7 plus rebounds, 7 plus assists. So that's not terrible. However, they would just cut him at a ticket of $47 million. Why not hold on to these two guys who can play a little bit, win some more games, right? Or deal these two guys for a couple other pieces that might make you more competitive, for goodness sake, down the road, right? Don't need to be competitive in 22-23, but down the road, that's cool. Speaking of the Pacers, we spoke to Isaiah Jackson. You want to hear that conversation? It's on the YouTube channel. Also, if you want to watch Fan Bo Zhang of China knock down threes a bunch in a row with a beautiful left-handed stroke, I invite you to watch that same video. It's right at the end. Just fun. Get to watch Fanbo.
Got to tell you, once he started hitting a few in a row, I was hoping he'd hit more because then I could include it on the video. You don't want to put a guy on there who's, you know, can't hit the rim. We don't want that. We don't want to embarrass people. We want to show them at their best. Um, T.J. Warren, Edmund Sumner signed by the Nets. T.J. Warren, it's got to be a proven deal. Prove, prove it deal. For, I don't know whether it's minimum or not, but he's played four games in the last two years, T.J. Warren. A great mid-range shooter and a really, really good three-point shooter going to the Nets. Edmund Sumner was traded last year by the Pacers to the Nets along with the second-round pick. I can't remember what they got back. It's not important. He was drafted by the Pelicans, number 52 overall, and then was sold to the Pacers for a million bucks. That's Edmund Sumner's uh, trail of tears, both to Indiana and then out of Indiana. He can't play. He can't defend anybody. People, fans, he's being like, Edmund Sumner should play more. He's good offensively. Yet defensively, he's a toothpick out there that gets battered around by opposing wings. He can't defend, and if you can't defend, you got no chance to play. That's just the way it is. Uh, talking to Chris Duarte, talking to Benedict Matherin. You know what, Matherin? What did we hear? Got to be able to defend. That is being preached every single practice. By the way, Benedict Matherin, last guy off the floor, and his shot, I know this sounds insane and ridiculous, but it looked much better today. Now, it's a Tuesday. The last time we saw him, I think it was Thursday. So that's five days. You don't learn to shoot in five days. But he was much better today shooting the basketball in the workout that lasted beyond anybody else's. You want to get better, you work really hard. He works really hard. Rick Carlisle explaining the nuances of the game to him at many turns during the part of the workout that we saw. I like the way that the Pacers are, are kind of adapting to today's NBA, a more positionless roster and a roster with a sense of humor a sense of goodness, a sense of, hey, let's get out there and win, instead of, hey, I want to be the CEO of my own company. I like this group. I think they're going to be fun to watch in Vegas. They fly out tomorrow. Early practice, of course, will be there. And then they fly out and they play on Friday. So hopefully they keep their hands in their pockets on Thursday. They don't come out with any cash. Don't do any silly business at the tables. Stay away from that. Uh, can't wait. By the way, Buddy Heald was drafted number six in 2016. Same slot where Benedict Matherin was, uh, was drafted, uh, just a little bit ago. Was that a week ago? Sheesh, two weeks ago? My goodness sake. It happens quick, doesn't it? All right. Uh, we'll see what happens with Heald and Turner. See what happens with the Colts. Can't wait to talk to you tomorrow morning. Go to the YouTube channel. Watch the interviews of these players. We've got Chris Duarte up, Benedict uh, Matherin up, Isaiah Jackson, Ronald Norred, who's going to be the coach in the Summer League. Really, really good stuff and fun to hear these guys talk. Unlike the typical Pacers, no offense, who sounded like they were doing you a great favor by showing up and, and spending two minutes, you know, barely answering questions about their careers and about the team that they are supposed to be promoting somehow or another. So tickets get sold. What are we doing? It's 100 degrees out here, my God. You want to know? Look, look at here. Next door, work being done. 
These guys are sweating their balls off out here. You, you go to work. You work at a place like this, at a house, knowing that you are helping somebody enjoy their home a little bit better and maybe get a better resale value. You know you're giving back to the community as you earn a living. It's fantastic. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Ken. Bright and early, like 8 o'clock. Let's go. Hopefully it's a little bit cooler.